Hi, and welcome to the Austin Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm Ward Wilsey, and right next to me is my wife, Katie, a licensed Texas real estate agent. Austin, Texas is one of the hottest real estate markets in the country, and not just for home buyers. Real estate investors from all across the country are finding great investment properties, too. We're avid real estate investors, and we're here to talk to you about our portfolio and the ups and downs of investing in Austin real estate. We'll also talk about how you can take advantage of the Austin market and develop your own passive income real estate portfolio, no matter where you live. So sit back and relax, take some notes, because here comes another episode of the the Austin Austin Real Estate Estate Investor Investor Podcast. Podcast. That was super lame. All right, welcome to the Austin Real Estate Podcast. This is Ward Wilsey. I'm here with my lovely wife, Katie. Hello, all. Tough loss yesterday by the Lake Travis football team, huh? Yeah. Made it to the Final Four. Unfortunately, couldn't go on. All right. Well, tough, but let's jump into it. Should we talk about our real estate portfolio first? Sounds good. All right, why don't you talk about where we started? Our first um, investment property was in a neighborhood, Plum Creek in Kyle. And initially we were uh, looking at kind of Round Rock, Pflugerville, and Kyle. I think Round Rock is kind of like the, the, the golden child of the Austin investment real estate areas. I think most people just think of that first probably. Well, and also I think my thought was getting a town that's 30 minutes from downtown. And we needed the price point to be a little bit lower because we needed to put 25% down. So at a $240,000 house, you've got to have 25% down. So we needed it to be within driving distance of downtown Austin, but then not, you know, a $600,000 house. It needs to be an investment property. All right. Talk about the 25% down because that's important because why can't... Why why wouldn't we just put $5,000 down and, and try and finance the rest? Because the banks don't do it. It's that simple. I think also, even if they did, I think that's stupid because your your rent is very likely not going to even come close to covering your mortgage. Sure. You start messing with your cap rates and your yields. Uh, but I mean, I think simply put, it, really, the banks don't touch anything under 25%. And that's probably part of it. And I'm sure there's some bank out there that will call us up and be like, we do you know, 10% down. I just, I personally think it's a bad idea. I think you want your rent to cover your mortgage and you want some more, some margin there too. Yeah, absolutely. Cause so, we, we've had things go wrong. We've had people, you know, pay the rent late and stuff like that. So you want some, some profit on top. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 25% down. I tell all my clients, nothing less, um, and more is better. So if you are in a position to do more, I would do it. Um, yeah, so we picked our range and tried to stay within that and immediately fell in love with the neighborhood Plum Creek and Kyle. Why'd uh, you like it? Cause you liked it. You told me like five times, like you gotta see this place. You gotta see this place. It just has a certain charm to it. It, it, it feels very well kept up. Um, the HOAs were reasonable. Uh, I want to say they're 145 quarterly, so it's not going to kill your margin there. And, um, now there's some definitely like complete rehabs that need to be done in there. But for the most part, the majority of the homes that I've viewed in there, and at this point I've probably looked at 75 homes out of maybe there's 500 in there, 400 in there. 
most of them are turnkey. And as an investor, especially if you're an out-of-state investor, I think um, it's a it's a really good place to start. Uh, so that's where we started. We purchased our first property in Plum Creek, three bedroom, and we are very attracted to the three bedroom number. I promote the three bedroom number. I feel like that that makes for a, a pretty good tenant. Um, and we've kind of ran the numbers from 1,100 to 1,900 square feet, and the sweet spot seems to be about 1,300 square feet. So a little bit bigger is fine, but you You'd don't say seem like 12 to 14. Yeah, if I, if I had to say a range, um, you don't get much more for your money bigger, and that's definitely that smaller number starts to hurt you. So that, some of those small ones, because we've toured those, like some of those are tiny, man. I mean, they're just tiny, yeah. And one a family knows that they have to spend a little bit more money than a single person renting, right? So, or two girls. So anyhow, um, that's our kind of our range or somewhere around that 1300 square foot, three bedroom number. If you can find a master downstairs to me, that's like a golden ticket, but it doesn't have to. So that our last one we just bought a month ago, that's all story. one story, yep. which is, which is really nice. Yeah. You don't eliminate any buyer or renter or buyer in the future. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everyone can fit in that house. All right. So let's talk about the first one we bought campus. We bought that in the end of 2018. Yep. Right. And we just bought this one a month ago, hopefully by a two or three next year. But the so- nice thing about the campus one, I think what really attracted us because it's our very first investment property is there's a tenant in place. Okay. So let's go over that because there, there's a tenant in place. But we have had some challenges over over the past year. We have. We didn't pick this tenant. Right. So that, you know, obviously complicates things. But but we we have um, fixer-upper money that we got in the contract that we were able to negotiate that we haven't even needed to use yet. There's a tenant in place. Right. So that money is sitting in a pot waiting, which is, I think that's nice. Um, we've had this property for over a year and... We've only had to replace a washer. Yeah, and that was like four hundred bucks or something like yeah. that. Because you don't need we you don't need like the the washer like we would get for our house. You know what well, I mean? Well, and because there was no concrete lease with the previous landlord, we don't know what was said about that. You don't have to have a washer in a rental. Yeah, but I mean that you we kind of got it. We, we replaced it, but in our newest rental, we don't have a washer. They're going to bring in their own, and if their washer breaks, they repair it. True. So, so there's two ways to go about that. That and that's interesting because that was we were going to put the washer and dryer into it right away, and our property manager told us you might not want to do that. So that's that's interesting that we're we're trying to lease this without a washer dryer, which I initially thought you got to put in, but that doesn't seem to be the case. So. I would just, say 50% of the time a rental has a washer dryer in it. Yeah. 100% of the time it has a refrigerator in it or maybe 90% of the so time. So we did put a fridge. Yeah. Like that, that made sense to me. So yeah, we picked the Kyle property because it's, uh, we purchased it in the month of November. So there wasn't a ton of inventory. Yep. Uh, but it worked for our, our finances at the time to purchase then. And it had a tenant in and, Really, that's it. 
it was on a cute street. The house was charming. Um, the tenants appealed our, like the story was interesting. And so we pulled the trigger. And when war talks about the hiccups that we've had with this tenant, it's, it's, um, it's not necessarily even the tenant. It's the tenant, the, the person who's paying for the tenant. Right. So they don't always pay on time. But that being said, I mean, with late fees and stuff like that, I mean, number one, it incentivizes them. So now they're paying on time. But when they haven't, we've actually made, you know, a Quite much a, higher return. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why you have those clauses in there that say, you know, if you're late, you pay extra and, and, and all of that because, you know, the, the landlord needs to be rewarded for that headache. So. Yeah. And good lesson there too. I mean, we were, we were very smart with this purchase and we made sure that we had a buffer and we made sure that we were making cash flow on each month's rent. So him, not paying rent once doesn't kill us. It doesn't affect any of our personal yeah, side. I mean, it, it's annoying, but we have plenty of cash reserve in our real estate account, you know, to right. cover like three months of rent for these, for these properties. Right. So, um, if this is, if you're scraping pennies and this is, this would be a tricky situation, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I just wouldn't want to be in real estate if I was like, yeah. I had to have that rent every single month or I was going to default on, on the mortgage. You need to have a cushion there. Agreed. So anyhow, so I have been a fan of Plum Creek. I've sold to other investors in Plum Creek. I've noticed they've all got those leased like right away. Yeah. You get that gets rented out. Why? Because of the charm, because the school, the elementary school is a great school. And the and high school haze. The high school is good. If you look at the whole of all of Kyle, there are kind of two sides of the track, but both sides are cleaning up. Well, it's just one cause, is because the other side, which is Layman High School, we just bought there, and that's that's after we went to the high school for football. It's a really nice high school too. It is, but if you look at the great schools' scores, if you just base things based on scores, the numbers are very different. In Plum Creek so that, than everywhere else. That, that's something you've always stressed. So why don't you talk about the schools and why you look at that? Uh, well, I mean, just what I just said. I mean, the basically the the scores they'll continue to change, and I have a a hunch that the layman side of town, the the opposite side of town, will the great school stats will increase because. Okay of the location and the price point and people are getting pushed out of Austin. So that is why we took the leap and purchased on the other side of the tracks outside of Plum Creek. All right. So let's talk about Langley because that's the one we just did. I mean, we just signed for that last, last month. What do you want to go over kind of price and all that good stuff? Um, yeah. So that was a property that we got under 200. I think we paid one ninety seven five on that. Um, so, if you can get anything under 200 in and or around city of Austin, I think you're doing pretty good. And then what did we put down on that? I mean, just 25%, right? Yeah. 53. If I had a 56,000. Well, no, it was, no 25. It, was under, it was under 50 cause it was less than 25, 25. Maybe I'm just 25%. thinking all the closing costs and stuff. Cause no, no. Remember it was, it was like, yeah, you're right. It was 53 with closing costs, but then our mortgage company, company because we've done multiple deals with them. Remember they paid the, they ended up paying the closing costs. So we ended up paying a little less. Yep. Um, yeah. So 
call dot 50, if you will. And then this property, pretty turnkey. There's some fence work on it. The tax rate is 2.7. The, the HOA is lower on this one, which I like because it doesn't eat into my monthly numbers. Uh, so this one, if I remember, this was a 7% cap rate. If we could get the 1650, now we're trying to rent it in December, which is not an ideal month. We knew that going into it. Um, so we will probably do some sort of, um, longer lease or shorter lease so that we don't get, I don't want our tenants to be up again next December. Yeah. Or, or we can just, I mean, at that point, even if they're up, we would go month to month and then we wouldn't want to redo the contract in December. You'd want, like in perfect world, what's your preferred time if if you bought a house to do a, to do a lease? To go on the market in May. Yeah. But then like oftentimes the properties are a little more expensive. So if we can deal with this for six months, you know, we we would probably got the property at a lower rate than we would have if we waited till May. Oh, for sure. We would have, we would have paid a little more. Yeah, there's more so, buyers and there's, yeah, for sure. So we'll lose, we'll lose like a hundred bucks a month for the next few months, but it, I don't think so. Maybe we'll just lose 50 bucks in rent or something like that. But in the long run, it'll, it'll, it'll work better. Um, all right. So single family, single family, uh, what was it? How many square feet was this thing? It's like 1400. Yeah. This one is 1411, three bedroom, two bath. Nice backyard, safe neighborhood, all things considered, you know, nothing's a hundred percent safe. Um, the, the fence, we are going to have to repair the, repair the fence. So that'll add a couple grand, but then that'll, that'll be, you know, that, that'll just increase the value of the house. Yep. So what, uh, what, what uh, mistakes did we make with this house? What, what would you have done differently or, or would you have done anything differently? Um, I think the only thing I would have done differently on this one was follow up a little bit tighter on the fence because in the, in the MLS, it said fence repair is being completed and what they meant by repaired was different than what I interpret a repair to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were putting a bandaid on it. I thought it was getting repaired. So we did, we were able to get a little bit more money out of them on closing. Like day. Last minute. <laughs> but I didn't have a fence bid when I was asking for repairs. Um, so that would be my only thing was a little bit being a little bit more um, aggressive on that note outside of that i mean everything else was fine the house is completely turnkey it's cute as a button so now it's just getting a renter in in a kind of a cold rent season um and we started out top price because you never know and um now we'll probably drop down a little bit we have plenty of buffer there because we got it for a good price so um yeah no I, there's not nothing I would have done different there. I think for the most part. Okay. Yeah, I like it. It's a good property. All right, Austin uh, real estate market. Where should investors look? Well, 
they should come to me. I'm not going to tell you all my secrets. No, just tell me. Well, I I mean, I I said it earlier, really. If you can, I think that if you can find a property within 30 miles of downtown Austin. Because people commute. 30 miles does not mean 30 minutes. Yep. Folks in Texas, that's. 45, 50. Uh, But people commute that. But it's many, many, many people do. And a lot of people can't afford or don't know that they can afford to purchase a home. So they have to rent or they're here short term or they're trying to figure out where they want to live. So there are a ton of renters in Austin. Um, So with that, I have, I really like the Kyle area. I think it, there's so much business that gets done in San Antonio and so much business that gets done in Austin and it's, it, it puts you at a, almost an equidistance to the two towns, uh, you're a tad closer to Austin. But so I just think that that is a really good little spot, um, where you can still find a lot of properties that have yields in the cap rates in the five to 7%. Yeah. Which range. is what I think you should. You, you should be looking for for a good place to, you know, make a good yield. Yep. Um, there is another area. So in Lake Travis School District, but then I go back to the school district thing, and I'm I'm always a fan of, like, follow the top school district. Well, most likely the housing is too expensive to do these $200,000, $300,000 properties, but there is a little pocket in Lake Travis School District that's one of the top schools districts in the state of Texas and they have very low tax rate. They have optional HOA and you can find properties under 350 in that neighborhood. Most recently one for 289 I think it was listed at. So when you run those numbers your 25% down goes up, right? Like now you're talking about $72,000. And again, you don't want to go under that for a variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons. Um, but you're going to pull in a much higher rent. Um, conservatively, 2100 But you could likely get $2,300, on a three-bedroom in that school district. And you're saying that's just because a lot of people want to be in Lake Travis School District. Correct. And they're willing to, they're, they're looking for and dying for If you rentals. have, yeah, if you have, or they're building a home and they need a place to stay while they're building their home. There's, we have quite a bit of land and development going on out here. So it's a, if you want to do a six-month lease or something Or like a one-year lease. Yeah. I mean, to build a home out here, it takes almost two years. Yeah. So, um, a big home. So anyhow, there's, there, there's, there are no rentals out here. Right. It, there's a shortage. So your mortgage is looking like maybe $1,300 with taxes and insurance, $1,400 tops, and you're bringing in $2,300 rent. Yeah, that's not a bad deal. That's not a bad deal. Um, I have here, like including maintenance and everything, every different fee you could imagine, I show that you could get a mortgage around 1653 now if you can rent it out for 2150 or more you're uh pocketing what $600 yeah so that's conservative that's great cash flow that's good cash flow all right you got any other uh, uh, any other deals this week you like um there's a two unit property that is um it's 20 what is it? this one is a 6.6 cap this one is 389 down 
sorry, 389,000 total price. Yep. Okay. 25% down, so almost 100 $100,000 down, but in a sense this is you're buying two properties at once, right? right. So now you're getting two at less than 200 a piece. Right. Um this one the reason I'm so in, in front of your mouth. This one, the reason I like this one so much is because especially for a new investor, it, it they have had the same tenants in both units for 9 years. Wow. And they want to renew assuming you're not going to jack up the prices. There's something to be said about just having the tenants there who have a history of paying and you know they want to stay there. And it's cash flow positive. $100,000 down on a $300,000, $400,000 property. You're making money. You're not making a ton on that one, but I would think that you could go in there and clean it up a little bit and up your rent by $75 each year. So the reality, someone would ask like, well, why, why are the people selling that if they got that? I, I, I think the reality of my experience having talked to real estate investors is a lot of people start in kind of the residential cause that's, that's what makes sense. It's easy. You know, it's, it's worked really well for us, but then they'll want a 1031 exchange. This person's probably going into, yeah. You know, for all, I mean, if you're, they're making $500 a month on this, great. That's, that's wonderful for a lot of people. And then, but maybe they have an opportunity where they can roll it into something bigger and potentially make $900. A right. Month. They may have to spend more time on it, which we're not into right and now, more money. but they're going to make more money. So that, that's why someone would sell something yeah. like that. So, or who knows, they could need the money for totally. some reason yeah, too. Who knows. Um, and maybe they've held on to it for 10 years and that's kind of a rule of thumb too. You don't want to sell any of these under 10 years. Yeah. So maybe they were like, we're at the 10 year mark. We want to sell that and move it on to something cool. else. Okay. What else is out there? Um, I have here, what do I have? Another, um, one unit in... On Rotama, one seventy Rotama. We've looked at we've looked at units on Rotama. That's over in Kyle. Yeah, and this one is priced right at two hundred. If I remember, this one's been on the market for about thirty days, so I like that. There's a little wiggle room there. Um, this is very similar to ours that we just purchased. The language wasn't property. ours listed at two hundred. Ours is listed at two hundred. Yeah. Uh, and we got it to one ninety seven. So, if you can knock off three to five thousand dollars off of this, and then this has a low HOA, three hundred annually. So the numbers are showing a six point four cap rate. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that, and then you get the price down a little, you know, and then over time, you know, your yield yield's going to go up because you'll you know be able to raise the rent. That, that's a Rotama's a great street. And I'll tell you that like these are just three that I grabbed. There's more. Like I can run numbers like this a lot, but I'm already noticing less than a year ago. Yeah, cuz we weren't we we weren't able to get in Plum Creek and I think Plum Creek for us cuz we still want to be in that 200 to 220 range that's starting to go away. Yeah, it's starting to go away. So there is a need to jump on it. If you see something good like this, there are more like these aren't the only three. I can run these numbers right now and I can find two to three every week. But I think about a year ago I could have found four to six every week. Yeah. I, so I feel like that. It's starting to change. It's getting harder and harder to find homes. I think I, I did a search recently and I think there was 
150 homes under 200 in all of Austin proper. Yeah. So what about the out of, out of state or out of area investor? They're going to say, that's great, but I want to be near the property. Is, is that kind of a limiting factor for them? Well, sure. If they want to be near it, but it doesn't need to be like we have a property manager. We're near it and we still have a property we, manager. We, we don't ever go to it. We don't go to it. It's, you know, it's very unemotional. The, the investment properties, uh, which is nice too. You don't have to sit and feel the kitchen for 30 minutes and it's the heart of the home. You know, there is a, it's almost a, it's, it's almost a detriment if you sit there and do that stuff. You're right. So I, I, my out of state, I have a lot of friends in San Diego. So my out of state clients, I FaceTime them the property and really at the end of the day, they're, they want to know how much do I have to put into it and how much am I going to get out of it? Uh, so I don't, you don't need to be near it. We're near it. And I've been in it once or twice, one, twice. I've been in it twice. I've so, been in it once. And our first property you've I been in. not yeah, been in. Correct. And I've been in once, twice maybe for the I inspection. drove by it once. It's nice. Yeah. So you don't need to be near your property. Um, if you want to go out of state, out of Texas, I don't know the markets well enough. I, I follow different podcasts. I, I definitely think there are other hot areas. Uh, but I just think for me, Austin is on its eighth year of increases and showing no signs of slowing down. Yeah. And I think Kyle, Pflugerville, Round Rock, and there's going to be other areas that, that, that come up, but those are just strong, strong rental markets that just make a lot of sense. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. How, uh, how can people reach you if they want to, uh, take a look at some properties to invest in? Uh, two really easy ways. You can email me at Katie Wilsey at realty dot realty com. That's K A T I E Wilsey W I L S E Y realty com, Or just shoot me a text or a phone call at 858-761-8799. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.